Yeah. You're listening to Steel City Music. <laughs> you guys are laughing already. Hey, you're tuning in to Steel City Music. I'm your host, Gunnar, pre-recorded chat via Zoom uh, with two guys who like to just disappear off the planet. They just go. They leave. I'm, I don't know what happened to them. They're putting out music, EPs, and then I find out one of them moves to Toronto because the internet's better, and the other one just drops off the planet. It's Alex and Jonathan from uh, Code of Factor. What's going on, guys? We like to make a dramatic entrance. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the last time we chatted was uh, 2001, I think. Um, yeah. Or was it? Or was it? Two, that was it. 2000 in 2021. Sorry, the summertime because <laughs> it was 2001. I don't think cats were born, um, but uh, but 2021, you're wandering around Hamilton. People are filming you. It's like there's a rock and roll pop song. The EP comes out. I don't know. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, Ode to Rose is another single. We spin that. We have a chat about that. And then nothing. I don't know nothing from nothing about you guys. So Alex sends me a message. He goes, hey, we got a new single. Like, hey, they're not, they're not gone. That's cool. So then, uh, and then I go, I do a little the old internet creeping. And I'm seeing you guys styling. You're yeah. styling up. Some pictures of you guys, like we were in California showing off tattoos and your tans. What's this all about? No tan. No tan. I no burned. tan? No? Well, you look no. like you're having fun. So what happened? Yeah, John's better for that. So did you guys go down to record? Was it a writing session? What's been going on? No, we, uh, John and I actually went down to California to see Paul McCartney play live in uh, Los Angeles. Crazy. Yeah. So it was kind of on the bucket list of things to do. John actually had seen Paul before, uh, I believe in Toronto hmm. and, uh, what, I'd really what, wanted to see him. So what we year was the Paul McCartney, uh, John, what year did you go? Oh, I can't remember the year, but that it was it was definitely it was definitely pre-COVID, uh, maybe five six years ago. I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I in was Toronto at that show. At the, uh, yeah, Scotia Bank, or maybe it was called something ACC, different back yeah. then. Yeah, it was, I it was went ACC to that. Then. Yeah. I didn't want to go. I had no interest in going. My wife's like, please, 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 please. please. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And I went, and it was one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Almost three hours oh. of him telling stories and singing hits. Why did he not want to go? Because, Alex, I'm a curmudgeoned old guy sometimes when it comes to music. We know this about each other. Like, I mean, we, we have these discussions. It's like, you know, it's like because my background, when you go to see music and I used to be like used to work with bands and everything, I'm too fixated on well, why is he sitting over there? He should be behind that amp because what if that thing breaks? He's got to be able to fix it on time. Why is this stage guy over there? He should be over there. Mm-hmm. I can't concentrate on the show. I just can't do it. But I, the, the show is fantastic. I loved every second of it. So I'm glad you guys went. Yeah, we had a similar situation on my family's end because uh, my dad thought it'd be a great idea for let's go do a family trip to see Paul McCartney. And we were like, okay, that, that, that sounds fine. Uh, <laughs> and my mom was like really opposed to it. Like, uh, um, my mom's from Malaysia and um, she's uh, like in any sort of media, she really likes to have closed captions. And so she like the idea oh. of going to a concert and not having captions so she could know the English Right, um, you know, right. it was just something that she wasn't, uh, uh, you know, up for, but then we go to the concert, she's kicking and screaming the whole way, basically. And then we go and she's like, Oh my goodness. Hey Jude, I love this song. <laughs> and she's singing along the na 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 nas. Uh, and she's having a Funny. fantastic time taking all the selfies afterwards. Being like, that was such a good thing. And we were all like, wow. We were like, 
you know, it, it went it's like, yeah, it was, a, it was a fantastic experience. I was weeping through like when he right. brings up the ukulele to play something um, that was just like a total highlight for me. Right, right, right. That's, that's fine. I'm so glad that you said that because when you were talking about the ukulele, I was listening to the new track that you guys sent me. And that's what I was asking. Like, did you go to California to record this? Was this, you know, like one of the situations where you're like, Hey, let's put some money aside. We'll go down to this place, record at a studio and we'll, we'll, we'll pick up the vibe off of that. And you just said ukulele. Did I not hear some ukulele and hourglass and new single you most up? certainly did because and it's and it is related to this because our producer carl uh carl jennings from freedom train um right. he's uh he was definitely going through a ukulele phase which actually maybe has never ended for him but he <laughs> but he was uh, going through the ukulele phase and we're like what's going on with this whole ukulele thing and he's telling us about his like theories about how all these beatles songs were composed on the ukulele oh um talking about george talking about paul oh. um so it is, you know, it's all these things start to come together. That is a that is a definite fanboy moment for, yeah. <laughs> for for him because I mean when you bring up the ukulele, George Harrison was a huge ukulele dude, and you know, I mean, the three of us do not have George Harrison money, but I mean, as the story goes, um, Tom Petty and other people were like he would just come by my house and he would just like he drive up, and like George is hearing it, and he's like go out to him, and he's like. Uh, I have so I have I have a ukulele. I want I want to play it for you. Show you the like. And Tom's like, well, you know, he's like, not that interested. And he goes, don't worry, I have two. And he brings ukuleles in the trunk. You know, so it's kind of like, oh, okay, this kind of yeah. makes sense. You know, but when someone gets all fanboy about something, they can't they can't really uh, they can't really pull back any. But that's weird though. That uh, I mean, it's not weird that Carl Jennings because he's into the Beatles and mm-hmm. the whole the whole Freedom Train project, and they always do covers and their own material is very heavily influenced. But you teamed up with Carl on this. How many songs did you guys record? Five. Five? Six. Technically, yeah. So the last record we did with Carl as well. So that was five tracks. And that was Jamesville. And then on this project, we also recorded an additional five. This is the first of the five. Uh, And yeah, and we'll be releasing them throughout the summer into the early fall. And once that's complete, we'll do the exact same thing again. <laughs> Basically, just continue. We've already started the next one, right? So, so is that so? Just like a single, 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 three or four singles off of this one? Mm-hmm, yeah. So this one we'll do four singles. A little different from last time, but we'll do four singles, and then on November twenty fifth will be when the final single releases uh, as a package. So it'll be like an EP release, and it'll have the final song as a, what they call a focus track. So that'll be, uh, yeah. So that's kind of the rollout timeline for that. So in between now and then we'll have, uh, those five songs. So we're pretty excited about them. It's definitely, uh, it was great working with them again on them and yeah, it's, it's a great experience overall, truly. Well, you only sent me the hourglass single cause that's the one you got coming up, but is there a theme mm-hmm. running through these, uh, through, through these, uh, songs or was, is it just like sporadic, like, like other albums or you kind of, I would say that they're sort of theme. I would say that a lot of the songs do have some similarities in terms of the, the narrative, um, probably more than anything. The sound itself of each song is unique to each story. So rather than trying to kind of confine them all in you know one sound, we would go in similar to the last record. We would go in with the skeleton of the song, just the, the fundamentals on like an acoustic and a simple vocal track that 
and then just ask, you know, what, what do we need to do to serve the song best? And then ultimately they each go in their own direction. And the similar sound or the thing that really brings them together is John and I, you know, my voice, John's violin, our mm -hmm. harmonies, and ultimately Carl's bass too, because Carl's bass playing is pretty, is, uh, in my opinion, it's, it's uh, something that stands out uh, in the first record. And it ultimately really does in the second uh, as I'll send you the, the, the other link later. I kind of just quickly wanted to send it to you because I realized right. I forgot to. Oh, no, that's fine. No, just because sometimes when you, when you know, you can, I can only go by on the one song. So I'm like, okay, well then I guess we're just going to talk about this one song. And then it's like, I, cause if I hear the whole thing, go, I, I can go, okay, were you trying this or just kind of lead you off into like a different totally. questions, you know? So that's well, it'll be like, interesting to hear your feedback on it or your, your perception of it, because this is the first one and it is, I would say it's pretty different than the others. I kind of like that people won't have as much reference to the rest of the sound. Uh, I don't know, maybe that's just a me thing. I guess because last time with the last record, we tend to send it as a whole because we sat on it for quite a while. But, and, yeah, but, but to, in your defense, that's a, like that was an older... Uh, older songs and you guys just did a year of what was it, a year and a half prior to Strathcona where you were just a big band. Like there was a lot of members. There was a lot of uh, mm -hmm. opinions. There was a lot of influence and, and say really. And then they were growing really at yeah, that time, but that was yeah, a, learning. a very young band, you oh, know, to be honest. Absolutely. So to break off, like to have that band sort of break up and you guys go on as a duo, that's kind of, it's kind of had, there's like that pressure thing where it's just like, okay, well, we're, what are we? Were we this band? Are we still carrying over the sound of Strathcona or are we a mm -hmm. new thing? And then you're like, okay, well, if we're a new thing, my God, what are we? Right. Cause we're still evolving. Is that a fair well, assessment? It's yeah. I think that's a, it's a fair uh, perspective to have. I think from, at least from where I'm sitting, when we were working with the band before, it was actually quite a similar approach to what we're doing now. The songs were, we did the same thing. We took the song, the foundation of it, and we just served it. We served the song. So it, some of the songs, even actually we, 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 we did a song on this new record that we had actually performed with that band and we worked on it together and it's ultimately changed astronomically, but after going through it with Carl, but the, the, the feeling of it, the sound, it, it's all rooted there. It's very similar. So it's, it's kind of been, like I said, it's just, it's a very similar process. So it's kind of like John and I have kind of always been who we are and done what we've done. And we did that with them too. So for us, it's, I don't actually feel really any more on pressure, but of, 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 of delivering these songs, because it's really just us. And that's what we've done with Hourglass. And with Hourglass is a great example of that. Cause that was, we just went off and did it. And, <laughs> you know, we worked with new people, uh, and Carl and yeah, it was written and we just, we felt really good about it. It was actually one of the only songs as of late that was new that we included because uh, a lot of the other songs and ones that we've done before were previous songs written and uh, older songs, I should say. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe now with everything going on with COVID and, you know, moving and we are, our focus has shifted slightly on just trying to make the best music we possibly can. That's but the you know before the interview started you said yeah I'm living in Toronto I'm doing this blah 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 now mm -hmm. and then 
you know, Zoom froze up, of course, but <laughs> it's the, it, but, but it has to be a good feeling of renewed energy. Don't you think, Jonathan, that after this time that you and Alex, you know, coming out of the two year, just like everyone else has, you know, like you're releasing material, you, you kind of get that little zip back into you. We're like, okay, all right, we're, we're back to where we are. We can do some shows. Um, maybe we can put together a little tour over the summer, that sort of thing. You, you must have, do you, do you not have those feelings or are you just like still stuck in that? I shouldn't say stuck, but like, okay, oh, no, we'll absolutely. just put it out and we'll just, you know. No, we're, we, we're very privileged to be part of this thing where uh, all of the performing arts are, are coming back out. And um, uh, on the one hand, yes, that means there's a, there's a lot of new material coming out, but um, it's been, it's been a really great thing to see for other artists too. I mean, we're, we're we were going to see, you know, like this hit Paul McCartney too. He was also <laughs> off the stage for two years. And so we have this shared experience with Paul McCartney. What? <laughs> right. Um, and, and uh, a number of people I've seen, I've, I might've seen them bef- you know, before on other times, but they just have a new kick in their step because they've also been cooped up. Um, so it is, a, for us, it is a breath of fresh air to just mm-hmm. kind of come out of this. And there's, you know, we didn't really feel the pressure to be something that you know from before or be something that had to be but it's just it has been a continual evolution but there's still similar influences um it's interesting that we're also talking about you know our trip to LA seeing Paul McCartney because the, I mean the influence of Paul McCartney the Beatles is right there in hourglass um when Alex sent me his first voice demo being like hey I'm watching uh, um, the the, uh, the series that, um, with uh, Rick Rubin and Paul McCartney on, on Disney Plus, the one uh, for three, two, one, uh, and he's right. talking about breaking down the songs. And Alex was watching that. We were both watching it, feeling feeling pretty inspired because we see these tracks put into isolation. It's like wow, you start to really understand the, the so a little bit of the magic going on. And that was when Alex came up with the original guitar line for Hourglass. Is it now, now having said that, um, I remember from the last album, you guys released two singles. This one here, Alex just said earlier, yeah, we're going to do four singles, that sort of thing. And then maybe the final, mm-hmm. you know, the focus track. What are we, are, where are we at with like finding spot, um, just like, like grant sponsors for doing some videos for the next, this next project? Um, because I, the, the one that the last one I saw of you guys, I thought that was done really well. It just captured the moment and the essence of the song. And I, and I like that. Um, but now that everything's moving again, you've, you've got to start doing the, the video thing. Have you guys found someone to do the videos? Will it be a different type of person? Is there a budget for it? We've worked with, uh, Jesse Kachanka on a lot of our videos uh, from the first record. He did Ode to Rose. He did rock and roll sounds and we we definitely plan on working with them again on something for this next record we've already started one with them actually we filmed uh, some of the in studio of, of making some of the music and yeah and i think actually as as you said working with new people we we do have some friends uh, we've just started working with we just actually recorded a video recently of john and i playing hourglass live and repairing that with a nice video that they're going to make for us mm-hmm. um Grants is definitely a thing. I was been fortunately with all the time that we had as everything was kind of halting with COVID, uh, we got to research a lot more uh, of the basis of the grants. And you know, we had we had spoken to you. Uh, you had written a really nice letter for us, and we've uh, we we just spent a lot of time trying to figure out to navigate that because it's it's quite complex, much more than I than I had realized. 
uh, you know, you have Factor, you have Hamilton Arts Council, you have Ontario Arts Council. There's so many places to get money <laughs> from, but then they all have their own kind of structure and requirements and restrictions and labeling. And it's it's a lot to navigate, especially when you're a young artist kind of starting out. Uh, but we definitely have been spending time on that. We've applied for some. Uh, we're going to hear about a few of them probably pretty soon. Uh, and yeah, we de definitely, John and I have thought about, you know, more music videos and they are expensive naturally uh, and if we uh, are fortunate enough to receive some grant money i'm sure that will go that direction <laughs> you know alex video. alex you know i asked that question and we're both on the same mindset about you know there's a lot to navigate but mm. my god man if you have one friend who has really good thumbs on a phone and makes a stupid 20 second tiktok video of you and john good lord it goes viral. Yep. Like Good. it's just ridiculous. So TikTok much, so much planning and right. Yeah. So much planning and writing and going and trying to find money to do all these things. And we chat about it. But mm -hmm. if you find somebody who can <laughs> re-edit something really quick on a phone, you know, for TikTok, I, I just I'm just marveled by that. It is pretty crazy, really, when you think about it, because I, I spent a little bit of time on TikTok in the pandemic when I was going a bit stir crazy. And it definitely Help to alleviate some of that pressure of feeling like you weren't doing much. Uh, right. It's that app in itself is so complex and finicky. I do see a lot of value in that platform, especially with what you said. Things can go viral just with in me. An hour. Everyone crazy, says, "How really. come you don't do one?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> yours would be hilarious, though. Yours, I know yours but, would but, be funny. Yeah, I know. But yeah, if, if I get on it, I'm always you know what goes on with me. I'll tell you right now. When I'm like, I'll start to do one. I'm like going, "Uh oh, what if this bugs them? Like, what if it they take this the wrong way?" So I'm like, See, "I don't." That want, could be a TikTok. I know, and and that's just <laughs> it. But I'm just like because that's. I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to mature, Alex, <laughs> as a person. I'm trying to like, not, I'm not like, I'm not making fun of everything all the time, though I am. It's part of my personality, but yeah. like, I couldn't just sit there and just make a, a, a 30 second, like, you know, of me joking about you guys and then putting it out there. And then all of a sudden it would kill me if people were like looking at the comments going, these guys suck. And I was like, what do you want? No, that's, it wasn't my, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I can't, like, I would never want to be the guy that, you know, opens you up to like the trolling of the internet, that sort of thing. Right. I mean, we're already that's anxiety open to that. on my part. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't think that's the reason why you shouldn't do it because, you know, for us, we are already doing that just by releasing music, you know, it's right. just another platform to express yourself. So, I mean, if you're openly out there doing these things, you're, you know, yeah. you're, you're exposed, you're out there. It's, it's yeah. a, not everyone's going to like what you do. Some people are going to love it. You just got to take it with stride and we're artists. That. We live in fantasy world and <laughs> right. trolls are part of fantasy world. Okay. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. you know, so we, we got to take that with the unicorns and the, you know, the goblins and all that stuff. And you know, if we can, that's, we're out there. It's part of the game. It's, all right, it's fine. part of the I'll, game. I'll put it out there right now. My wife calls me Dobby. Okay. From Harry Potter. She's like, Dobby, you're going to have to clean that stove today. I'm like a little uh, little house elf over here. All right, throw that, that in a little TikTok that could video. Be a, that could be your handle. That could be your name on it. 
Yeah, like Gunner isn't the worst thing I got going for me. Now I got Dobby. Dobby awesome, yeah. Alex. That's yeah. awesome. I'm so glad you're really helping me in this conversation. Yeah. Hey, if you're just tuning in to Steel City Music, it's Gunner, and I'm hanging out with Coda Facto, Jonathan, and Alex. And we we're just uh, going to be uh, spinning a new song, Hourglass, coming up. Guys, how does everyone find out uh, about more about you? Where do we go on online? Uh, pretty much any of our social media, so you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, the handle is at Codefacto. Uh, we're going to be on, we already are on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Amazon, Apple. Uh, the song drops on June 10th. It's Hourglass. And uh, yeah, we're super excited about the track. We hope everyone will enjoy it. Hi, I'm Alex. And this is John. We're from Codefacto, and you're listening to Steel City Music. Steel City Music. 